0: Coming into the Island's Pavilion here, I feel this is a good time to note that the buildings here at the Louisville Zoo follow the general design of the rest of the zoo, and that they are simply small circular paths that deposit you at the end of the path, right near where you entered it, allowing you to continue through the zoo in one smooth motion rather than having to go back over territory that you've already covered. I really appreciate this aspect of the Louisville Zoo. Making your way into the pavilion here, you'll see on your right many different bird exhibits, but one I want to draw your attention to is off to the left, where you will see the Rodriguez fruit bats. Its scientific name, Teropus rodricensis, meaning Rodriguez wing foot, is quite appropriate, as the bats' wings are attached both to their forelimbs and hindlimbs. They're also known as flying foxes. And these large bats are a stark contrast to the tiny bloodsuckers that we just saw. These bats are distinguished from other so-called flying foxes by the gold ring of fur around their neck. Like most species of bats, they are quite sociable and live in large groups, which is why you'll see so many here at the zoo. Their population in the wild now numbers around 20,000 after intense conservation efforts. But because they only natively live on one island, this species is still considered endangered. An interesting point of note about this species of bat is that it was the first species of bat to be successfully bred in a zoo environment. We'll touch on that more in our episode on the Philadelphia Zoo. Moving along, you will find yourself able to enter the large aviary, where there are many birds that are free to fly in the open space around you. While you have the opportunity to come into close contact with these birds, I would advise avoiding direct physical contact with them. Once you've made your way through the aviary, on your way out, you'll see one of my particular favorites, mostly because it's cute. I'm talking, of course, about the Brazilian porcupine, or the Coindu prehensilis. Coindu is an old Tupi word for porcupine, and the word porcupine itself means spike pig, which seems appropriate if you get a close look at their face. They have almost a pig-like snout, The second part of their scientific name, prehensilis, refers to the fact that this species of porcupine has a prehensile tail. Its spikeless tail is an extra limb to assist with their arboreal lifestyle, living up in the trees, in addition to their four clawed hands that are designed for grasping. They only grow to be about 10 pounds, but because of their long tail, they can be almost three and a half feet long. Half of that length is taken up by their tail. When in danger, they will roll into a spiky ball with its soft tail tucked inside. It's a myth that porcupines are able to shoot out their quills, but they do detach very easily, and so are likely to remain stuck in predators attempting to get an easy meal. These can be very hard to remove on their own, as putting pressure on them will only cause them to sink in deeper. And so, without help from something with thumbs, like a human, you're unlikely to get those spikes out easily. At this point, I should note... That you'll be seeing the Geen's room, which is part of the island's rotational exhibit. You might want to pause and look up my section on the orangutan, siamang, babarusa, tiger, or tapir, which I will be recording for a later section with the rest of the island's exhibits. But for now, we'll move on to the animals that I can say for sure you will be able to see. First being the African penguin. Its name in science is Spheniscus. Immersus, which means diving wedge. This particular species of penguin is the only one native to Africa, making its home around the waters of the Cape of Good Hope and South Africa. It's distinguished by the pink spots right above its eyes, which help to regulate the varied temperatures that it will encounter in its native range. This species often experiences much warmer weather than most penguins because of its home and the more temperate Africa. It is also known as the jackass penguin, due to the loud donkey sounds that it sometimes makes. While many penguins make this sound, this one is the most well-known for it. Beaches where these birds nest are popular tourist destinations, and while this affords the penguins some protection from predators, humans end up causing them more problems than we solve. Sadly, populations for this bird are rapidly declining, despite some conservation efforts in place and it is expected to be extinct in the wild, unless some change is made by 2026. Like most penguins, they do like to live in very large groups, and they establish what we refer to as colonies, where they will do most of their nesting, breeding, and feeding. These are those popular tourist destinations that we were talking about before, and it's these colonies that we have to protect if we have any hope of saving this species. Here at the zoo, they share their exhibit with the Inca tern, You can probably see the terns perched at the very top of the exhibit, but watch out as they are free to fly throughout the exhibit and you might even see them on the rocks behind you as you look at the penguins. These birds, although from South America, are used to coexisting with different species of penguins in the wild and are perfectly happy to share exhibit space. Moving on to the last room here in the island's pavilion, you'll see the Cuban crocodile. Its scientific name Crocodilus rhombifer. Roughly means rhombus-bearing pebbleworm, pebbleworm being the meaning of the word crocodile. It's particularly appropriate for the Cuban crocodile, as they have the most pebble-like scales. You can see they look very rough and knobbly on their surface. They're medium-sized for a crocodile, usually about 7 feet long and around 200 pounds. Smaller than King Louis, who we saw before, although he's an alligator. For its size, it has the longest and strongest legs of any crocodile and is quite mobile on land. Due to this fact, it has been far more dangerous to humans than most crocodiles typically are. They are thought to be highly intelligent, and some captive populations have even been observed engaging in pack hunting behavior. This calls to mind the extinct, as they are known in popular culture, cheetah gators, which were essentially alligators with great mobility on land. This pack-hunting behavior is consistent with fossil records that show it preying on megafauna like the giant sloth. It is listed, presently, as critically endangered, primarily due to hunting in its home, and has a massively reduced natural habitat. Breeding programs are underway, but because we haven't done many studies on this population in the wild, more information is needed to truly determine its status and to decide how best to proceed with conservation efforts. Now we will talk about the rotational exhibit here at the islands, but I'll see you guys outside.